Welcome back to the dark woods of Hoosierville, people. Like always, I'm your guy, American Wolf 2. And we're going this episode, we're going to talk. I'm going to tell you stories. My ghost stories. I grew up in this over a hundred years, so a hundred times. Um, two story. No, technically, so full length of the house. And we can. First of all, are you what weird? That house always gave me vibes walking by it before we lived there. We lived up the road, up the hill from it, and I walked by it one time. I was real young, back when young kids could walk from their grandparents back home and not worry about some crazy person. And it just gave me a weird vibe. Mainly the middle attic window. <clears throat> the next year, we moved into that house. Oh, I didn't like spending a lot of time there. I always dreamt that I was falling and literally one time. I slept on the top bunk and it was one of them metal bunk beds that had like these metal railings on the side of it try to keep keep kids from rolling off the bed I rolled right up and over that and BAM on the ground in that house I didn't never slept really too sound this one, this story is my dad's my dad's story here. He said one night he woke up and looked across down at the end of the bed and out the door across the hall and into my little sister's room. And he can. He saw, said he saw a freaking woman in a flowing white gown hovering next to my sister's bed. Or over my sister, one of the two. Been a very long time since he told me that story. And then, this one... With my it happened to me and two other people. My best friend at the time, Robert, and my mom's boyfriend, stepbrother, Wayne. One of our cats had drinking kittens not too long before that and they're you know moving around and 
everything, and they're playing in the little walk area. Me, Robert, and Wayne was in there watching the kittens play around in the right in the walkway between a big plush chair and the wall. We you know made it a walk a pathway to the door front door and into the kitchen. This front door had a metal outside door and a reeking big heavy wooden door inside. One of the kittens, they're looking like they're having issues walking and like, like, hey guys, check that out. What's wrong with that cat? That kitten there. And then the next thing I know, the big inside door was open. It was summer, summer night. And all the kittens. I swear to, I swear they were fucking just up off the ground about a half an inch. Quickly races. Fucking man, just woof. Right between the fucking screen door and the inside door and slam the inside door. We jumped and fucking what the hell. Wade and Robert ran out of the room. Me, I ran for the door. Our game got, I went after the kittens. Like, what the fuck? Are these kittens all right? What? You know, I ain't fucking gonna get in trouble for fucking something. I ain't, no, I ain't gonna have my mom get in trouble by my mom for that shit. Yeah, that was freaky as hell. And Wayne wouldn't sleep. His room was in the attic. <laughs> and he wouldn't want to sleep. He didn't want to sleep there, up there. <coughs> after I found out, after he moved out, <clears throat> I moved up into that room. And one night, we'd been up there, you know, the owner of the property we rented the house, the owner of the had a bunch of their stuff still up in the attic. And of course, kids were nosy, you know, poked around in the stuff. We'd done that long before that, but there was a cane, an old wooden cane, with a brass horse head on it. And Rican, one morning, for one, the way it's set up is stairwell comes, you know, you walk from the, in the house, you're in the living room. You walk forward, this little pathway is like made off of the, a big plush chair, and then a table on that side, and you got the couch making an L. Got to open TV on the entertainment center. 
Nice fireplace. Sandstone brick reeking fireplace. Yeah, I I remember that fireplace. I enjoyed that thing as a kid. Enjoyed sitting next to it, the heat, listening to pupping, staring into the flames, dancing, hypnotized by them. But anyway, you keep going straight, and you kind of like, the kitchen's right there, but there's a stairs going up to a, you know, wooden stairs, you know, regular size, goes up like four or five steps, or a little more maybe, to a plateau, and then one step up to another plateau, and then... And that's like, you go up that, you turn left, up one step, turn left again, the door's right there, open it and go up. Into the attic. There is no railing at the top of the attic. Get up, open, if nothing was there, it would be open all the way. So... The way I had the bed, my bed set up is I had two twin mattress and box springs right next to each other. And it's like literally if you rolled off one side, you could roll all the way on down the stairs. I didn't sleep on that side on a regular basis. Yeah, I didn't sleep on that side at all. That was for, like, my friend Robert or my friend Jesse that came and spent the night. They they got that side since they didn't move around as much as I did in my sleep. I usually ended up on the box, laying on the middle of the box springs between the two mattresses. Mattresses somehow always got separated. But that's a story for here in a minute. No one's been nice in the middle of the week. Honest, you know, summer still, I think it was. I don't remember what time of year it was at that point. But I remember waking up, looking towards the stairs. And right there, standing by itself, was that cane with that horse head. Just standing there, horse head, just stare, looking right at me. Yeah, that thing was top-heavy. It wouldn't stand on its own. And that third window, right at the top of the stairs. No matter what, we'd close the curtain, and it would be... Up, like something's holding it right up, looking out the window. And Rican, one day, Rican, one morning, my friend Robert spent the night the night before, but this time he ended up between the mattresses. I ended up playing uh, 
vertical along the bottom part there. Like, he's laid between the middle and at the bot towards the bottom, and I'd be like at chest level where my, where my butt was hanging down in there. He said he woke up by hearing someone walking across the floor above his head. So, by it, he listens and it walks by, and then it stops. He opens up his eyes. He's looking directly at my weight bench. That weight bench is an old, just regular metal frame cushion thing you lay on. So you can incline it up for your back if you want, or down. Just the bar and weights. They these were uh, weights that were. Concrete wrapped in plastic. But he looked at that and he saw an old man in a pair of blue jean overalls, a white t-shirt, and old type of boots. And these... The clothing itself wasn't modern, you know. Is the early year, early, early, probably. He said he had to guess it would be in probably the nineteen twenties or thirties type. You know, fill the clothes and the boots. And, but he could see the bench set right behind the guy. See right through him. He quickly closed his eyes, scooted down, and fucking rolled the opposite way. And then he heard him walk back past the bed. And just stop right by the stairs. He didn't bother opening his eyes or anything. He didn't tell me this first after when we first got up. He I had to coax it out of him throughout the day. Cause I could see that you know something wasn't right. Something was bothering him. And I'm older. I was older than him. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. Uh, on my cousin's house, that was like a little ways down the street from there. We all think there was a freaking portal to hell or portal to the paranormal the other side or something underneath the porch of that house is that back then back this point when the story this story takes place this was like 87 88 1987 1988 
89 on there. So I think it was about 88, 87, 88. Not, it wasn't too long before my parents divorced that my aunt and her husband and their th three girls at the time moved into this old brick house like not about a block away pretty much in a way and um this place was huge. Fucking. Oh, man. Basement. And the first floor. Second floor. Third floor. And a tiny room. That could. In building code. It'd probably be a, a. Story too. So like four stories. They called it the tower. It was the very top of the house. Just a single room way up there. It's a dining room, but it was cool. That place was fucking dark hardwood. Oh man, that house looked gorgeous at the time. All that hardwood in it. Man. Place was huge. So they just moved in. And me and my cousin Crystal start exploring. Needless to say, back this back in eighty-seven, eighty-eight, that would put me. Um, shoot. I. Eight or nine. About eight or nine years old. And she's just like a couple of years behind me or a year or two, year or so behind me, younger than me or something like that. And, um, we started go we, after exploring the house, rooms, upper floors, we decided to start exploring the basement. into the basement by the stairs they said it was unsafe so we went outside the door at ground level in the back wasn't really ground level you had to go around back and down a hill and then it was great but when you first walk in take a few steps in on either side of you or one room on either side of you. Both rooms, dirt floors. Walls had, you know, one room. You'd see there had someone drilled the holes in the walls at certain levels. But in the other room, <laughs> there was still a pair of a chain with a handcuff old handcuff or what you know I don't know what they would call them irons or whatever yeah they're yeah 
rusted hanging off the wall. And I was like, okay, that's creepy. I even thought that at that point. And I was like, that's creepy. So we go walk around, and there's this, like, big concrete, like, fireplace-looking thing, but there was no hole going up the chimney. And just, and nothing. It was just, like, a brick thing with an inlay in it, and that was it. Middle of the brick and middle of the basement. And uh, well, we walk over and looking at it, and we, as we walk closer, there's this, you know, black that holds uh, black plastic thing that holds uh, sapling plants in it. And it was like I just kick it, and it sounds like the whole house starts thawing on us, like crashing down on us, sounding. I'm like. Not to make us scream and run out. A little later on, I tried to talk Crystal into going back in there, my cousin. She wouldn't do it. So I went in back by myself. Started walking around. I'm like, okay, I see. I saw earlier freaking windows on the side of the porch. So I start going looking around for the door that was would let into the room underneath the the porch. As I'm walking around, start walking towards the right corner, far corner from the basement door. And I just got a, I had a feeling, a weird feeling, and then just started walking towards there. And all of a sudden, I get halfway to it, and a light starts peering around a big, decent-sized section, like it would be the size of a double door. Yeah, that, and... Around that and like dead center, like the center of the two doors. And at the bottom, not only light was coming along the bottom, but like a, a fog type. Just like started just like flowing out. Enough where it came and it was just like just starting to surround my feet. Well, I was like, I'm out of here, and I just bolted at that point. And just the same year, that winter, they'd left, or they'd left like a week before Christmas to go to Tennessee, Chattanooga, to visit her husband's family. And the house burnt down. They rebuilt it. Used some of the old brick, same bricks and stuff. Completed the basement. Blocked off the... Kept the 
a room underneath the porch blocked off. They got divorced. So, yeah. Peace out from Hoosierville, people. See you in the next one. American Wolf 2. Peace and out.